time for Overlook Stocks. Let's bring in George Tillis to walk us through the movers that we missed today. Some pretty big moves to the upside, George, and the companies on your list today. I want to start with Digimark. Uh, pretty interesting stock. DMRC is the ticker at $49 and a quarter today. Uh, we are moving near the highs of 64 bucks from mid-2019. This is the highest level the stock's been in in over a year. And it's about identification for uh, within what software tech what is this company george hey oj so digimark yeah new 52 week high for this company there's there's a theme happening right now and, and i think it's uh, tied into a couple things one is fintech payment tech but also contactless interface as well as business intelligence and, right and effectively digimark really focuses on the contactless aspects of like business intelligence and stuff and, right of course data yeah, exactly. It's basically a digital identification company, more like digital watermarks. I guess you could you could use it in that frame of reference. But it's uh, it's applied in everything from inventory management to uh, mobile commerce. Uh, and I think uh, what we're seeing here is, is this adoption that's going on for everything that has to do with, of, of course, like mobile check in or check out anything that's uh, that's wireless and, of course, touchless and interface. But uh, everything from uh, packaging barcodes, mobile phones, computers, and connected internet devices, they basically can provide identification services that are more efficient, but also help reconciliation when it comes down to business data and business intelligence. So George, one of the other things I think that's pretty interesting if you, uh, when you look into the company is they talk a lot about uh, changing the supply chain both in terms of monitoring uh, more easily, also perhaps removing some of the human element a little bit in terms of having to yep. directly interact with different parts of the consumer supply chain. And that's also been, I think, kind of one of the epiphanies that uh, folks have had about how our economy functions during COVID is we realized what needs to change in the supply chain process. It seems like this company can tap into that uh, new understanding a little bit. Yeah, I know, OJ. So you're, once again, you're right. You're ahead of me as always. I was going to talk about the elements of displacing workers. I mean, this is happening at a rapid clip uh, mm. overall. Not, it's not just COVID. I think COVID may have accelerated a little bit. The businesses right now are evolving, and anything that has to do with improving supply chain efficiencies and actually removing the 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 work that is done by consumers for things like you know contactless payments or even checking out. But also from the producer standpoint, an inventory manager standpoint, from a from a distributor standpoint or a wholesalers aspect, uh, this is this is becoming a reality, and, and this is what companies like Digimark do. Anything that enhances supply chain efficiencies removes again workers. And I know it sounds bad, but that creates value for shareholders and profit making. And this is happening with companies like Digimark, and and I think this is accelerating from a secular trend standpoint. We got to keep in mind, you know, the stock market today kind of told us, you know, the small tech is out of favor, at least today, maybe maybe going to the end of the year. But companies like Digimark are in the small tech space, but they're still performing quite well. Now, a couple of things with Digimark itself. I mean, it's a very small company. Uh, its revenues are 24 million last 12 months. Its free cash flow burn was about 23 million. So close to equivalents of its revenue and free cash flow burn last quarter no profits, negative free cash flow. It's, uh, it's basically trading at 25 times sales, but it doesn't matter. It seems to be that, the, that there's willingness to buy the company based on the secular trend for digital ID and electronics uh, reconciliation. And of course, anything that has to do with improving efficiencies, and that's what this particular company does. You know, companies like Digimark, OJ, I, I'm not spe saying specifically it's an interesting company. I think it's an interesting technology. I mean, we'll get to the point, I think, eventually, 
where we use these kinds of uh, barcode transactions on your smartphone to do check-in, for instance, at places like airports versus using your even uh, your own you know, personal ID. So hmm. just give you an idea of what these technologies can do. But overall, if you look at Digimark's uh, technologies, Walmart, uh, this was actually not too long ago, did actually use Digimark for the second year in a row for a reconciliation of their um, their seasonal toy business. So this is, again, seasonal contract work that Digimark has gotten, but it's a big customer Walmart, so you never know. They may end up getting a recurring contract with a company like this or even others. Interesting. All right, uh, George. So the market obviously really likes it right now, but another 13% today, 52-week uh, high plus some, and plugged in uh, with some pretty interesting perhaps uh, a changing of tech and and how some of this industry on the supply chain works. George, let's keep going here. Speaking of, you know, touchless tech, uh, PAR, PAR Technology, is a payments company that you've put on our radar before. Today, it's up 4%. We're about to check off uh, another high for this company, almost there. It's had a great year. What's the latest? Same, same kind of story, OJ. There's a lot of stuff going on in this industry group and PAR Systems. We, we did talk about this company, PAR Technologies is, is actually the name. It's in the small and mid-cap space. It's basically a software app company uh, that also provides hardware for point-of-sale infrastructure. And if, uh, but also, so basically point-of-sale would include like restaurants and retail. But they also include, and this is also important uh, when it comes down to what's going on, task management, labor management, uh, data analytics, these are all integrated back in systems that we're starting to see with front end point of sale infrastructure technologies. And that's what PAR also does uh, together. So primarily it's revenues come from the retail and restaurant space. Uh, I think that's why we're seeing a nice movement as of late because of the vaccine and hopes with COVID uh, being, being of course eradicated. Stock is up 82% year to date. But at the same time, what's interesting about PAR technologies, it doesn't rely just on point of sale transactions uh, for restaurants and retail. It's actually got a defense business that helps sustain its balance sheet with stable cash flow. Because we know the government, you don't have to worry about credit risk or prepayment risk or any payment risk of the government. They pay their bills. And PAR technologies actually is the vision for government uh, contracting, particularly for intelligence, surveillance, mm. and reconnaissance, as well as uh, mission control system. So it's kind of a unique company. They're using their um, defense business revenues to help fund the R&D to expand now on their POS and business intelligence software. So uh, very interesting company, but but overall, I think this is uh, another one of these names that fits this industry group trend. Not a very large company. Uh, revenue is about 200 million. Market cap about 1.2 billion. So I'm gonna put it in the, the small to mid cap space. But it's done extremely well, and I think it's part of this uh, continuing theme that we're seeing. And in fact, today, uh, Par Technologies did uh, announce they got a contract with Freedom Pay, which helps uh, establish itself in the e-commerce payment solutions front. Okay, so uh, George, this is a company that is, uh, we, I remember we mentioned last time, can benefit on the uh, return to normalcy, but also was doing right. well during this period too, given some of the tech. So on the macro side, I would like to have more clients and customers and businesses like restaurants open and making money. On the other hand, uh, in case they didn't learn their lesson the first time around, that they need to uh, change their tech and become more uh, tech friendly, uh, then uh, you know that works over long term for this company. So pretty interesting, uh, but it has moved very quickly, George. And uh, within a lot of the payment space, uh, we've seen just huge rallies in these stocks. 
So a lot of this has uh, you know, apparently been understood, but no volatility, no sell-off. I mean, just nothing in terms of any momentum to the downside. Uh, so pretty steady company. Last one, George. Uh, here it is next to a few of the other plays. We've talked NCR as well, which is also on your list today. Uh, NCR Corp, George, got an upgrade. How does this company fit in? How are they related? Well, it's the thing. All the companies today are integrated or related in some capacity, not completely. But NCR, that's the old national cash register company. It's uh, basically the business that's in, and actually the largest business in the automotive uh, systems kind of uh, business, which, of course, uh, streamlines the transactions between businesses and consumers. And effectively, here we have uh, you know hardware as well as software, point of sales terminals, but also self-check-in and check-out terminals. Uh, for instance, at airports where you're checking in, hotels checking out, grocery stores. All those self-checkout uh, machines are basically NCR's uh, bread and butter. And it was upgraded today. And I think Morgan Stanley, who did upgrade it to 34 from 25 with an ovary rating, sees this trend. And, and NCR is not is moving nicely. But it, here's the thing. It's moving nicely. And it's not necessarily a small cap name. I mean, overall, it's a, a billion. It's about it's a business with about six and a half billion dollars in sales on an annual basis. Its market cap is trading around half at around three billion. 10% uh, decline in sales last quarter, but with a business like this that's established, it actually didn't have as many, of course, new uh, installs, installations, but it did maintain profitability throughout the pandemic, and I think it's being rewarded now with growth in, in, of course, demand for installments, growth in its software application installments as well, but also, OJ, you know, everything is, is becoming this contactless checkout, and I think that's going to continue as a trend like I mentioned before, it may come down to even doing things like ID uh, identification through your phone. That's, again, uh, contactless. Uh, we'll have to see. But but overall, you got to think of the, the broad scale of things that can come from a company like NCR. It's not just machines where you're, you're running through a self-checkout one item, item at a time. They could develop technologies where they can scan your entire basket of, of uh, groceries all at once. Hmm. And so these are kinds of things that I'm trying to establishes possibilities going forward because that again streamlines the consumer process of checking out but also helps uh businesses move companies move customers through their uh, through the store so just keep in mind ncr is really an established um, uh, incumbent name the largest one in this particular space okay so it seems like george the message here is there's going to be some learning lessons from this period where companies that did well throughout the quarantine have to some degree demonstrated their staying power going forward even as we shift they don't have to necessarily fall to the back of the pack if their tech is still going to be adopted and i think that's a pretty interesting case to be made for a stock like ncr uh, that has done well has picked up the pace since the vaccine news but is still below the pre-covid highs uh, so uh, if their cases become stronger during this period, it's interesting that's one of the few here that is still uh, uh, five bucks below the 35 pre-COVID highs. So something to consider, George. Thanks for the walkthrough here on the Overlook Stocks. Sure, Jay. Well said. Thank you. Nice work, George. Good stuff. I'm not ahead of George. George is the one that picks the stocks. Then I try and catch up and figure it out.